And you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Today on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, Nardwar versus Nardwar! Me, Nardwar, the Human Serviette versus myself and my involvement at CITR, FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yes, today I'm going to play the audio from the video vault that I presented talking about my adventures at CITR last week as part of CITR's Nardwar's Video Vault. So you're going to hear the audio of the video vault. It's me talking and interview clips are also provided as well. So today, sit back and think if you can possibly get involved with CITR. Think if you can, because if you can, you should, because as you're sitting back and thinking, man, I can do that. Nardwar can do that. I can do that. Please get on down to CITR radio in the student union building, the AMS nest here at UBC, or check out www.citr for more information. So again, this right now is a bit different than the usual Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show because it's basically Nardwar versus Nardwar on the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show. Welcome to Nardwar's Video Vault, live here at CITR in the Student Union Building Nest. It was a Friday afternoon in 1991. I was at CITR Radio, like I am every Friday, 3.30 to 5 p.m. The song was playing. I can't remember exactly what it was. It might have been The Grateful Dead. It might have been punk rock. It might have been the news. CITR encompasses everything. And then the phone rang. It was Courtney Love. Courtney Love was looking for a guy called Tom. Tom was supposed to do an interview with Courtney Love. Tom was nowhere to be found. So Linda, the station manager of CITR Radio, said, hey, Nardwar, you're going to do an interview with Courtney Love. I did an interview with Courtney Love. It was wild. It was crazy. It was amongst one of the worst things I've ever done in my life and totally awkward. I was so happy that it was over. I went home after playing the interview on CITR. I was eating my dinner, some pierogies with bacon bits, and the phone rang. It was my buddy, Tom. Tom had caught up later with Courtney Love. He was at the Cruel Elephant Club in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. He said, Courtney Love said, who the hell was that guy that interviewed me this afternoon? Tell him to get his ass down to the Cruel Elephant or me, Courtney Love, I am not going to play the gig. I was like, Tom, so you're saying, Courtney's saying she's not going to play the gig in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada unless I, Nardward, a human serviette shows up he's like yeah you better get there so I went down to the gig to the cruel elephant club watched the band hole with eight people and thought to myself 
Hooray! Okay, that's the last time I will ever deal with Courtney Love, wife of Kurt Cobain, ever again. A couple months later, I was at home, and the phone rang. It was my buddy Grant from the CBC and the band The Schmugglers. He said, hey, your buddy Courtney Love is back in town. Do you want to do another interview? I'm like, no, I do not want to speak to Courtney Love. He's like, come on. I'm like, no, it was totally awkward. He's like, exactly. That's why you got to do it again. I'm like, no. He's like, what are you doing? I'm doing nothing. He's like, exactly. I'll even go with you to the town pump in Vancouver. This will be our onslaught, our attack on Courtney Love. I'm like, well, why is it attack? It's like, she doesn't know you'll be coming because this is not an official interview. We're going to have to find another way to get the Courtney Love. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, just show up during sound check and you'll be able to walk right into the town pump in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And who will be there but Courtney Love? And you know what? Grant was right. We showed up at the town pump in Vancouver. Grant is holding the video camera. I've got the little microphone. We're going down the hallway of the town pump. I peer around the corner. Remember, it's sound check time. Nobody's in the building. And there's Courtney Love. And I'm scared. I want to bail. I turn around, but then my buddy Grant kicks me into the dressing room. And suddenly, there's Courtney Love right in front of me. She goes, you're Nardwar, aren't you? I told them to get you out of here. I hate your fucking guts. You're a fucking pig. And I said, but Courtney, I, I brought you some uh, Players Light cigarettes. And she's like, okay, I'll do the interview. And it happened. And it was fun. And it was great. About a year later, Nirvana returned to Vancouver. I say returned because they had played before a couple times. In fact, Tom from CITR had interviewed them. However, right now, it was too late to try to talk to Nirvana. The reason being, they were super huge. But then I remembered my buddy Grant's idea of showing up to the gig super, super early. So I showed up to the Peony Forum in Vancouver with my buddy Hugh Baker, and we hid in Nirvana dressing room. We stood on top of their toilets in their dressing room so they wouldn't see our legs, but we were caught. When we were caught, I was like, I am the president of Sub Pop Records. You can't kick me out. They're like, no, you're Nardwar. Get the hell out. I was like, okay. So I went home. I was eating dinner. This time, I think it might have been some cabbage rolls. I love Ukrainian and Russian food. The phone rang again. It was my friend Leora Kornfeld from the CBC in Vancouver. She said the band that was opening for Nirvana, the Butthole Surfers, were supposed to be interviewed by the CBC. But the CBC couldn't do the interview. And would I, Nardwarda Human Serviette, want to do an interview with the Butthole Surfers? I was like, sure, I love them. And maybe I'll bump into... Kurt Cobain, since Nirvana are playing two nights. So, went down again to the PE forum, did the interview with the Butthole Surfers. Interview went great. You can check it out on YouTube, and you're watching Nardwar's Video Vault. And then he appeared, Kurt Cobain. I walked up to Kurt and I said, Hi, it's me, Nardwar. Here's a cassette tape of some interviews I've done with your wife, Courtney Love. Will you do an interview with me? And he said no. And I was like, ah, oh, well, at least I tried. So I went home, 
went to bed. Next morning, the phone rang. It was my buddy Hugh. He was like, Nirvana are still in town. You know, they're playing two nights in Vancouver. They are playing at the Peony Forum Center. I'm like, yeah, I want nothing to do with them. Kurt said, no, forget it. My buddy Hugh's like, what are you doing now? I'm doing, well, nothing. He's like, exactly. You gotta go after them. Come on, you gotta. I'm like, okay, where would they be in Vancouver? Oh, they are probably at the Peony Forum's place where all the bands stay, the Four Seasons Hotel. So we headed down to the Four Seasons Hotel. I get there. As soon as I get there, who should I see getting on the elevator? It's Dave Grohl of Nirvana. I run as fast as I can up to Dave Grohl. He's like, you're Nardwar, aren't you? I saw you, Nardwar, when you played with your band, The Evaporators, at the off-ramp, backing up the cocktails in Seattle, Washington in 1993. I was like, yeah, yeah, that was me, but, uh, but could you put us on a guest list for tonight? He's like, yeah, sure. And I was like, all right! So, head down to the Peony Forum in Vancouver, get to the door, go to the door people, and like, hey, it's me, Nardwara, I'm on the guest list. They're like, no, you're not. I'm like, no, I really am on the guest list. They're like, yeah, you're the president of Sub Pop Records, aren't you? I'm like, no, 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 I really, Dave really, goes, look, you've been in this town long enough to know you'll never, ever be on the guest list. I was like, no, no, I really, as I'm arguing with the people at the door, Timber Productions, uh, maybe not them, uh, who should I see come in the media entrance? But Kurt and Courtney, they're walking in the wrong door. And I yell up to Courtney, hey, Courtney, ah, ah, it's me, Nardwar. She's like, Nardwar, I listened to that cassette tape that Kurt Cobain gave me last night. You need to learn how to edit better. Your CITR edit skills suck. And I'm like, yeah, I know my edit skills suck, but, but could you go you backstage? She's like, yeah come with me. I'm like following up and the people at the door are like, you can't take Nardwar. He's lying. He's not on the guest list. He's not your friend. He doesn't know you. And she turned around to them and said, that's my cousin Nardwar. I can take him wherever I want to. Next thing you know, I'm backstage at the Peony Forum. Courtney Love is like, meet Bob. I shook his hand, later discovered it was Bobcat. Goldthwait, welcome to the 90s! And then I go to Courtney, I'm like, D -d -d there's Kurt, uh, can, can I do an interview with Kurt? She's like, why don't you ask him yourself? So I walked up to Kurt Cobain and said, hey, Kurt, can I do an interview with you? And he said, yes! Welcome to Nardwar's Video Vault. Nardwar! One, two, um, my check, one, two. Who are you? 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 Nardwar. 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 No, I want. I have a gift for you. I have a gift here for you. I have a gift for you. I thought I'd give you a gift right here. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Oh my god, man, I need to get a fucking record player now. Now stop it. I like it, I like it, I really, really like it. You're a fucking psychic genius. Very intelligent and smart. There's a lot of knowledge behind those glasses. The knowledge is extensive. This dude right here really doing research, though. You really know a lot. The best interview I've ever done by the way in my entire life. This is a great interview, this is awesome. Delving back into that bit of past. Days of yours. Taking it back, back. Back in the day. Back in the days, take me back. Go back class. Gonna give me this whole bag. Can I have this? Can I have this? Can I have it? These all mine. Gonna give me this whole bag. Can I have this? Can I have this? Can I have it? Is this mine? Oh my God! 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 O
Thank you. Who am I? I'm Nardward, a human serviette from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. You can turn up a tiny bit louder if you could there. I do a radio show every Friday on CITR here, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, between 3.30 and 5 p.m. When I do my interviews, I love filming them. I take the video put it on YouTube, put the audio on CITR radio. CITR is amazing. The purpose of CITR here is to expose people to stuff they haven't heard before. There's nothing wrong with their traditional media. There's nothing wrong with top 40 radio stations. There's nothing wrong with top 40 interviewers. But what's the point of CITR aping those stations, those interviewers, if there's somebody else doing it? So we at CITR like to provide an alternative make something different and it's great too when you're a DJ at CITR you're not a DJ at most radio stations you're told what to do you're told what songs to play but at CITR you're a writer you're an operator you're a producer you're in total control you can do whatever you want within the CRTC guidelines as you're looking at CITR here you may say to yourself oh I don't know a lot about music that's good that's really good because the less you know means that you care. You might be looking in the DJ booth right there and going, oh my God, that would make me nervous to be in that fishbowl and have all those people wanting to lick me from the outside. That's good that you're nervous. That's good that you don't know what to play because that means you care. The minute that you're not nervous, the minute you think you know it all means you're at the wrong station, buddy. We at CIT care and we want to tell you that you too can be a DJ if I Nardware the human serviette can be a DJ anybody can be a DJ now we're talking here at Nardware's video vault here today but I'm not really too much of an expert in fact you're listening to me and CITR asked me to say a few words about CITR radio but I've been wrong on a lot of things do you guys remember a band called Green Day yes and their big album called Duh Key Okay, yes. I heard a pre-release tape. That's one of the great things being part of CITR. You get to hear pre-release tapes, like, you know, promos before the actual album comes out. And I was asked, Nardward, a human serviette, what do you think about this Green Day album? And I said, 
pretty good. No, I said I didn't hear one hit. I was totally wrong. It's their biggest selling album. It launched alternative rock and slam dancing. This is much in Nirvana, and I blew it. And yet you're sitting here listening to me here today. <laughs> so please take what I say with a tiny bit of grain of salt. Now, every time I walk into CITR Radio here in our amazing new studios, I learn something new. Again, you know, you think you know it all? No. Every time you walk in, you learn something new. On CITR Radio, we have some turntables. We also have a big control board there. I walked in one day, and there was a guy lying on the control board on his back. I walked in there going, what's going on? He had the microphone to his heart. I was like, what the hell's going on? He's like, shut up, Nardwar. I'm broadcasting my heartbeat. And I was like, whoa, that is taking it to the next level. I can't believe that. I can't believe I'm saying the word next level. But it just shows like you think you know something, and every time you walk into CITR, you learn something. Another time, I was at CITR, my buddy Adam, he was a program director. When the night ends at 1, 1 a.m., a lot of times, they'll put on a CD, and they'll just repeat over and over again. You'd pick the longest CD that you could, you know, 12 tracks. But when I showed up really late one night, and I saw Adam putting in a CD, I was like, Adam, what are you doing? He's like, I'm putting in a CD. Oh, you're going to let the, the CD run? He's like, it's Otis. Redding's greatest hits, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to play the same song over and over again. What are you talking about? Oh, I'm going to play the alternative version of Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. So he played that between 1 a.m. and 8 a.m. on CITR over and over and over again. That's radio art. Hooray! DJs doing whatever they want to within the CRTC guidelines. That's what's so exciting and learning something every time. It's also really great because at CITR, we have a brand new phone board and we answer the phone. I really love the phone and I love CITR listeners because they are not afraid to tell you what's wrong. They will phone up CITR and say to you, you suck, this is boring. At most radio stations, they'd go, well, fuck you and hang up on them. But we at CITR go, oh, well, how can we improve ourselves? What music would you like to hear? In other words, we realize your friends tell you what's wrong, you're boring. Your enemies will let you rot in hell. So anytime I'm doing an interview or doing anything, I'm always thinking, geez, I wonder what the CITR listeners would be thinking right now if they are listening live, and you're listening live to CITR Radio, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Would they be phoning in right now and saying, Nardwari, human serviette is boring? No. Probably, bah, boom. But I left, I'm always thinking about that in the back of my mind. You know, keep it moving. Keep doing what you have to keep doing on CITR. Value the callers. When I do an interview, I like to make sure that it's 20 minutes long when it's an in-person interview. If I can go longer, that's great. But basically, you're only given 20 minutes. So you run in, you interview the person, and then you get the hell out. It would be great to have more time, but it's not like the movie Almost Famous. You have to do the interview and get the hell out. On CITR, sometimes you have the option to bring guests out but a lot of times guests won't come all the way out to CITR, so you have to join them on a press junket. So just go in there, do the interview, and get the hell over with it. And I always know when I'm finished with my interview is when I'm finished with my note cards. As you can see, there's still a bit more to go here. Or you're watching Nardwar's Video Vault here, live at CITR Radio. So it's good to be nervous. It's really important to be nervous. It's good to think that you don't know something because you want to learn more. I've always been nervous. My first interview, I was nervous. I'm still nervous to this day. I thought I would take you guys back to show you what it's like in the year 1988. So let's go back to CITR 1988 in the Student Union building as part of Nardwar's Video Vault. 
Yo, this is Charlie Murphy, and you are watching Nardwar's Video Vault. Uh, Got a lot of videos in there. Some of them is rated X. We'll get around to that later. But it's a vault. It's filled with videos. Nardwar, he owns it. Bitch. Presenting UBC Digest. UBC Digest, the swingingest program on campus radio way back then. Of course, you had to be on campus to actually hear it. And anyway, it was for students only. Good afternoon, everyone. This is a program of and about UBC. For almost 50 years, they generated that typical university radio sound by begging and borrowing equipment from local radio stations. But they've broken out. Not only do they now have their own license to broadcast, but they're even threatening to build a much more powerful transmitter. So parents, hide your kids. Listen to this. Who do we think we are? Become communists. Swear openly. Drop out of school. Hate your government. Really? Come on, kids, and be like us. How outrageous can you be? Well, I think it's, it's, it's not so much how outrageous we can be, but what is the public willing to tolerate? Well, that's almost the same thing, isn't it? So we, Are you always testing what the public will tolerate? Um, well, I guess we could see what, what Nardwar the human serviette, that, that might be an example of how far we can take it. Meet Nardwar. He's just briefing his guests. Preparation is the key to good programming. Are you all set up? Yeah. What's you're going to do now? What am I going to do? Well, it's, uh, it's time right now for the Nardwar, the human serviette show on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver. And uh, it's a show, a variety show. Some people have called a stupid variety show. Nardwar! This is the Nardwar show! You guys know you're on the air, you know that? You guys are on the air. The show hasn't begun yet. They always start early. Do you have any idea what you're going to do once you get out of university, you know, when you grow up? Well, my parents have an idea. My dad would like me to be an engineer. And what do you think about that? I'm going to try to be an engineer, but I don't think I'll be an engineer. And here we are back at Nardwar's Video Vault all the way in the year 2015. And we are greeted by a vision of, does anybody recognize this gentleman right here? Yes. What is his name? I don't know, but he just always does this video and telling you you can get a Lambo. A.K.A. the douche? Yeah. <laughs> the douche canoe! It's amazing. This guy, Ty Lopez, he has like these get rich schemes. Every time you're on YouTube, you've seen him. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you've seen this guy, but he pops up. That's the type of person I kind of like to interview. Like, you should interview anyone. You shouldn't be limited to who you are interviewing at this particular time. Just go for it. And actually, speaking of which, is there any suggestions of people I should interview? Would the canoe be a good guy to talk to? Any other suggestions, uh, interviews? Kanye West. Kanye West. I have tried him a couple times. I'm continuing on the quest for Kanye West. He has canceled a few times in Vancouver, though, hasn't he? Do you think he'll ever come back? Remember he canceled two gigs? A friend of mine, they came all the way down from Prince George twice to go to the gig, both times canceled. <sighs> ah. 
Kanye West, many opportunities to do interviews. You really should interview anyone. You really never know what's going to happen. I was offered an interview with Lady Gaga very early on, and I did it. And I thought, well, this is kind of interesting, but I didn't think it would happen. She went from the Nardwar show to Larry King in six months. I couldn't believe it. You, you never know when you talk to somebody. You shouldn't assume anybody's boring. You might think, oh, somebody is boring. Don't assume that they're boring. It's the interviewer's job to make the interviewee exciting. So if the interview fails, it's your fault. So just put a bit of effort into it. You can bring out the best in these people. It's not that hard. And if something goes wrong, try it again. Don't be intimidated too. Some people come into CITR radio and they're like, my voice is not great. I don't have the super duper radio voice like you hear on other radio stations. That's good. The more fucked up and unique your voice is, the more that you will stand out. Just be yourself and you'll do a great show. It's great to have a super deep voice, but if everybody had a super deep voice, then it will be really boring. So that's what's so great about CITR. Act like you want to act. Do your own voice. You'll get a show and you'll stand out from all the rest. The way that they train people at broadcast school to be exact. CITR is not a broadcast school. CITR is life. Don't be intimidated. You must realize that every interview you do, you learn something. There's something going to go wrong. Every interview I do, you learn something different. Like, for instance, I interviewed the rapper known as Quest. Questlove. Uh, what do you, uh, who knows Questlove? Yeah. From the, from the Roots. Now on... Jimmy Fallon, he's got a nightly gig, a, a ra amazing. I interviewed Questlove in 2003, went pretty good. Interviewed him in 2007, went pretty good, and I was offered an interview with him in 2013, and I said no. I said, no way, I can't top what I did. And then I thought to myself, I gotta stand up to this challenge. I've asked Questlove all these questions, but I've never asked him about his hometown, where he lives, his environment, how stupid. So I thought I'd ask Questlove all about his hometown and the records that inspired him. I often bring records to interviews. And the reason I bring records is originally at CITR, when you do an interview in the DJ booth, you see there's records, vinyl, CDs everywhere. So you can like grab out a CD and show somebody you're interviewing. What do you think of the CD? What do you think of the CD? But when you start doing interviews with people in person, there are no CDs, so you bring them. You don't have to bring them, but that's why I like bringing records. So right now, here is a little encounter with Questlove as part of Nardwar's Video Vault and my begging attempt to get you involved with CITR Radio. If Nardwar can do it, so can the douche canoe, Ty Lopez. Jabba dabba do, it's your boy Big Snoop Dogg and you're watching Nardwar's Video Vault. And you know what channel you on? You bitch you, you bet not change the dizzle, my nizzle. Chutch. Who are you? Who am I? Can we go back to your theme song while I think about it? You are Questlove. Yes, I am Questlove. That's exactly who I am. I'm Questlove. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you, Nartwar. I've been waiting for this moment for a long, long time. And I have a gift for you to welcome you to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Right here, a Motortown Review poster. Yeah, is this is this the jackpot moment of for you like when you catch us all off guard? 
Because right now I've been prepping myself like, I'm not going to get caught. I don't care what he pulls. He can pull Michael Jackson back from the dead. No, I'm not going to get... Yo. This to me... Oh my... Oh, yo, Willie... Wait, what you find? <laughs> yo, I hate when you do this. I love when you do this. But I... Uh, man, this... Now, please, could you explain? What are you laughing at? The ventriloquist right off the bat. Willie Tyler and Lester. This is amazing. You managed to stump me. You normally wait like four questions in, and then you get the sucker punch. But you, you just came, you came in instantly from the top, which shocking me. Yes, this means a lot. Wait, can is this mine? That is yours to keep Questlove. Okay, good. Because normally you won't be giving shit away. I'm just saying. <laughs> I just got a brand new house. This is going up, and I'm going to frame this baby. And thank you. Taking it back to Philly, Questlove, you can put that poster down. I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask you here about Chaco. Philly, Philly old school. Chaco, no, man. You do not have. You, oh, my God. You. Where the hell do they find you at, man? Oh my God! You got rhythm taught by Jocko. Jocko will also treat you good. Oh my God! Okay, Jocko Henderson is—he's the first MC, the first uncredited MC. This—this this is amazing. You're—you're you're on your A game. Well, Questlove, got some other things to ask about right from Philly here. Was this the first record ever to get banned of the rap persuasion? MC? You have discombobulated. <laughs> oh, my God. Not only do you have discombobulated boobulator, but you freaking have the original. Pre Yo, you have the original pressing of it. Like. I want to, oh, my God, my God, I'm, I'm floored, man, um, wow. Your Questlove in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, want to take it back to Philly again. Now, was this the first female LP? Okay, I didn't even look at what you put in my hands, but is this Lady B's to the beat? Yes, it is, indeed. <laughs> this is not Lady Bees to the Beat. Holy shit, is Lady Bees to the Beat, y'all. Nick Martinelli? It, oh, my God. I'm just... Wow. This is basically the first rap by a female on Wax. You love the Soul Train. The Soul Train, though, also made its way all the way to Chicago. To Chicago. And I have a gift here for you. An article in Rocktober Fanzine all about Soul Train in... Questlove here... Please tell the people. Yo, it's, it's, I'm not gonna cry. I'm not. That's for you to keep. 
It's an article by Jake Austin all about Soul Train in Chicago. And maybe you could tell me it was pretty rare because Soul Train... Yes, no one... I'm working on Soul Train's book. We cannot find any of the photos from that era. This is very rare. Soul Train started out as a local show in Chicago in a room no bigger than where we are right now. So yes, I'm super floored that I'm holding a periodical based on the Chicago period of Soul Train before they went to Los Angeles with a very radical dressing Don Cornelius inside of a room with the original stage with B.B. With King, of course. But just the fact that this periodical was so clever enough to emulate the freaking write-on the write-on magazine font. I, I truly believe you could have found Bin Laden 10 years before. he could, You can find anything. Like, what stumps you? Like, I know you love the grassy knoll information and stuff like that. Like, what? Like, do you know who really shot Kennedy? Like, what? <laughs> Well, I found this in October, which is the greatest fanzine in the world. So I guess I just love the greatest fanzine. I, 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 damn. So all credit goes to Rocktober right there because they educate me up and down. I'm turning Vancouver into my favorite place in the world to get interviewed. Jesus. Like, even the second time when Pharrell did the interview, I was like, I know he's not, Pharrell's not going to be so amazed. God, you, damn. I'm a, yo, I, you live for this. You live for stumping us, man. <laughs> I live for giving joy. I'm so happy that you're excited about this quest love. Oh my God, man. I, like, I, I want to read, read uh, play theme music one second. Let's cut to your theme song. Damn. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, you, I, I'm messed up. I'm, this whole interview is messing me up. I'm messed up. But, but you, my friend, have done stellar, stellar work today. I, I I was emotionally preparing myself to be cool. I wanted to be like Jay Z, cool, like just like. All right, what you got for me? I, damn, you you got me good today, man. Well, welcome back to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Questlove. Sing 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 the. I'm ready. Sing the sing the refrain. Go ahead. Oh, well, actually, I was gonna say anything else you want to add to the people out there at all. Bump bump and up bump. Almost Questlove, keep on rocking in the free world and do do the loot do. How'd you carjack my ending that I carjacked from you? <laughs> oh God, it's crazy. And you're still watching Nardwar's Video Vault at CITR Radio. We have a whole bunch of buttons and records and stuff up there. Eric has kindly lent his computer. He's also the president of CITR. You're the president of CITR, right, Eric? And you encourage people, we can sign up there and get involved with CITR Radio. It's really exciting. You can do music interviews. You can also join the news or you can join the sports. And it's really cool when you get involved with the news because you can get into a lot of events. 
For instance, every interview I do, I prepare the same way. Whether it's a politician, whether it's a porn star, whether it's a musician. And I applied this, speaking of news, to the APEC conference, which came to UBC. What the APEC conference was, was a gathering of a whole bunch of leaders in the Pacific Rim, including a real nasty guy called President Suharto, who was accused of many human rights violations. And there was a lot of protests that Suharto was part of this conference. A lot of the protests were happening right here at UBC, and there was also a big media zone where all the members of the press, and I was accredited, could hang out. I got to hang out at the Trade and Convention Center in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, with all the reporters like Wolf Blitzer and Christine Amanpour. It was amazing. I was accredited through CITR Radio, like totally legit, to be with these world leaders. So I walked into the media zone, I walked into the media zone, and there's a pitch and putt. There is a pitch and putt for the reporters to play. Incredible. There's an ice cream truck that drives around the reporter area. And all the reporters, they get out of their desks, they run to the ice cream truck, they grab their ice cream, and they run back to their desk. In other words, they grab the ice cream, but they don't grab the story. Ba-boom. So I'm walking around the media zone, <laughs> playing golf and enjoying the ice cream. And then a guy came up to me, and he grabbed the tag again remember I'm totally legit that's around my neck and he just started looking at it he didn't say a word and either did I and then he said you're Nardwar aren't you you're the guy that asked Mikhail Gorbachev leader of the unfree world who has the largest pants you also told Mikhail Gorbachev to keep on rocking in the free world in Russian slash Serbian are you going to ask some stupid questions like that to Jean Chrétien at the final press conference of APEC I was like whoa I don't want to say anything but I realized right then and there this dude wanted me gone Again, he wasn't part of the RCMP or CSIS. He was just another member of the media that was embarrassed that Nardwar was there and was going to stop him from getting his story. So I figured when I return to the final press conference, I will be in disguise. So I like shaved my head. I wore a little tie, got a little reporter note, and could be a little junior reporter asking questions. So I blended right in. That's what I decided. The week progressed, and I thought, what am I going to ask John Chrétien? Remember I said, I apply everything to the same people that I interview. I thought, well, he's a politician. I wish he wrote a punk song. Oh, wait a second. Why don't I make up a fake punk song? I'll make up a song called The Suharto Stomp, all about Suharto getting stomped out, and I'll pretend there's a band called The Nomads that have a song called The Suharto Stomp, and I'll ask that to John Chrétien, and I'll ask him, man, would you have protests if you were, say, 40 years younger? So I got my question. The day of the final press conference of APEC arrives. I'm driving out to CITR. On my way out to CITR radio, before heading downtown, I'm listening to CITR. CITR is covering the protests live. They're one of the only organizations covering the protests live, because a lot of the organizations had gone home after Bill Clinton said it's all over in the afternoon at the Museum of Anthropology. But it's still happening. CITR is covering the protests. I'm hearing CITR reporters live on cell phones. CITR reporters rented giant cell phones and reporting live from all the protests. They were getting pepper sprayed, maced right in the face. They are broadcasting it live. It was sad, but incredible radio, like, ah, ah, ah. I was like, wait a second. I got my joke question about punk rock. I better 
put some pepper spring into that question as well. So I arrived at the final press conference of APEC with my punk rock and pepper spray and disguise and proceeded into the zone. What's up? This is Lil Wayne right here, a.k.a. Wheezy Baby. Call me what you want. Just don't call me after 12. My kids will be asleep. You are watching Nord Wars video fault yeah dig mr kretchen regarding suharto there's a song out there right now by a punk band called the nomads called the suharto stomp earlier today as well at ubc there were an incredible number of protesters do you think mr kretchen if you were say 40 years younger that you too would be writing punk songs and protesting against apec but for me uh, in a democracy people protest i have I, I've been protested a few times in my lifetime and with a lot of people at times. That's democracy. I did that myself too when I was a student. And uh, now I'm no more a student. And I, but I accept the fact that people will protest and we had organized an area where they could express their views. And, uh, but at the same time, we had to run the meeting properly. Do you think, though, that mace equals freedom? Some of the protesters were maced. What do you say? Some of the protesters were maced. Does mace equal freedom? Would you, would you have been maced yourself back then, Prime Minister Kretchen? But, but I don't know what you mean by that. A mace, pepper spray, some other members Oh, but of I don't know. This technique did not exist in those days. <laughs> For me, Pepper, I put it on my plate. <laughs> Next. I couldn't believe it. What happened? He just said, for me, Pepper, I put it on a plate. That was to my question. So I was like, oh no, I'm getting in trouble. Punk rock, Suharto stomp. This is the end of the world. I sat down in the press conference, which was only half full. And sure enough, a gentleman sat down right in front of me. And he had one of those things in his ear. You know, like those little security things? And I'm thinking, this is it. This is it. The end of the press conference. I'm over. My life is over. So I pulled out my camera, and I took a photo of the back of his head. Because I figured, if I was kidnapped or killed or taken away, somebody would someday develop the film and see the last person that I saw. And it was that guy. So he would get arrested. But as it turned out, when the press conference ended, only one person came up to me. A guy was like, what's the name of that band that does that song, the Suharto Stomp? I'm like, ah, the Nomads. Then I went over to my car, turned on the radio, and I couldn't believe it. In the afternoon press conference, Prime Minister Kretchen, in response to protests, said, for me, Pepper, I put it on my plate. I'm like, that, 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 that. That's my quote. The national media, all the people that wanted me removed from that press conference were now taking a quote that I helped generate to make money for their own jobs. The guy they wanted to kick out was doing the job for them. It didn't say Nardwar. I didn't mind because it was focusing attention, but it made me think how hilarious that that whole thing went down in that particular way about all the reporters grabbing that little clip. As years progressed and elections started coming, I thought to myself, I love asking punk rock questions to political leaders and stuff like that. Maybe it'd be fun to integrate something else. 
As I was running to try to do an interview with Prime Minister Paul Martin, he was at Flota Seafood House in Chinatown, and I was hoping to grab him, I saw this weird game, the hip flip. The hip flip is like a weird 1960s game, and let's see if we, there it is right here, where you have a flipper that goes, but a, a pole that goes between two people, and you have to flip the flipper that's in the middle around. My buddy, Charlie Stone, gave this to me in high school, and as I'm running to interview the Prime Minister of Canada, I'm like, Oh, well, why don't I bring this along? I don't know what the hell I was thinking, but I just thought, I'll see if Paul Martin will do the hip flip. And he did the hip flip. I couldn't believe it. And Jack Layton did the hip flip as well. Stephen Harper did not do the hip flip. In fact, I would like to say this to all you people that are interested in news, etc. When you are getting carried away by security, not if, but when you are getting carried away by security, don't drag your legs, lift your legs up so you're doing like a little crowd surf as you get carried away. I was able to approach all the leaders at this upcoming election, well, pretty much at least, well, not all the leaders, not the green right there, but this is what happened so far in the hip flipping of 2015. It all started, remember, in 2004. 2015 update will start with Montclair. Lastly, Mr. Mulcair, I was curious if you would do the hip flip with me right here. This is a game called the hip flip. Well, the only person I ever hip flip with is Catherine, but if you want to show us what to do, we can give it a try. Oh, that would be amazing because Justin Trudeau did the hip flip. Ah! Well, we'll give it our best. Jack Layton did the hip flip. I see, I wasn't aware of that. I'm going to have to look at the tape. Maybe there's some tips in there. Jack was always good at explaining things. Whoa, oh my God. Jean Chrétien did the hip flip. Really? Uh, 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 oh, oh. Yeah. Paul Martin did the hip flip. Well, then we're going to give it a try. Oh, yeah. Michael Ignatieff did the hip flip. Remember him? We sure do. But Stephen Harper did not do the hip flip. Oh, I'm not oh. terribly surprised. He doesn't seem to be into having what they call fun. I was carried away by security people. Really? We do. This is kind of fun. This is, whoa! Stephen Harper, please, will you do the hip flip? You guys don't have to carry me. Thank you so much, Mr. McClare, for volunteering to do the hip flip. Here we have it, right over here, the hip flip. Ah. Ah. Oh, oh! Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. No, we don't want to stab you there. Uh, 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 wow! <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Bonus hip flipping. Thank you. Congratulations, Mr. Mulcair. Thank you very much. That Nathan. was that was absolutely amazing. Catherine, come back here for You're a second. You're such a great teacher. It was amazing. He did extra. Best. Is that what he always does? Like, I asked this for one hip flip, and he ended up doing two, almost three. You see his great. Extra zest. Well, thanks so much, Mr. Mulcair. Keep on rocking in the free world, and do 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 loot do Orange. Right now, I wanted to take you inside a Stephen Harper press conference. I attended a Stephen Harper press conference, an event that he had in North Vancouver at the Can-Lan Hockey Arena. When you arrive at the arena, you're greeted by the conservative representatives. And they informed me, quote, right off the bat, 
We don't do comedy. We don't do hip flip. I was not in disguise. I refused to shave my head for Stephen Harper. I came like Thurston Howell III, like I am today. <laughs> However, I still hope, because at the other press conferences, I was able to ask questions, and I was able to hook up with the man known as Thomas Mulcair. So I guess I was kind of just maybe a bit too cocky there that I didn't want to go that undercover. Anyways, I still thought that there might be a chance to be able to ask a question, but then I found out what happens at Stephen Harper press conferences. He only allows five questions. Four for the national media and one for the local media. And the local media that got the question was global. Obviously, they have a great reach because you know exactly who actually got the question. In fact, what was their question? Who knows? Bah, boom. But the chances of me asking a question officially were zero at that point. So I arrived there. They said no hip flip, no comedy. I was like, well, do you think maybe I could do an interview with Stephen Harper? Just a generic interview afterwards. It's like, okay, talk to us afterwards. But then I was thinking to myself, at other press conferences, like the Jean Chrétien one, remember, like, I came up to the mic and I asked a question. So I was thinking that maybe after the people ask their questions, I could like grab the mic. I've done that before, like I grab the mic. And what you do with hip flips, I was hoping to do that. And then the press conference, this is the inside view of a Stephen Harper press conference, gets revealed right here. At a Stephen Harper press conference, check this, you can see A, the guy in the top left corner, he is holding a fishing pole. That is a fishing pole. Look at his hands right there with the mic at the end of it. He has got a pole. The pole gets popped into the reporter B's face. If the reporter tries to do a follow-up question, look at this guy. Great hand action happening here. Right, wanking off on the pole. He, a reporter asks a question. As soon as that pole gets pulled, and I'm looking there going, okay, maybe I'll, maybe I'll like, um, you know, I've been practicing at the gym. I'll be able to grab the pole. Uh-oh, who do we got here? Number C, looking right at the guy in the tartan hat. So I can't even grab the pole. But I just think it's so ridiculous that there is like a fish, like this guy in the top left there has got like a fishing pole and also like indoctrinating the youth. The poor kid there, what is he thinking what's going on there? Like an actual hockey arena. It was sniffed, by the way, the hip flip by the RCMP and was totally clear. So no chance of asking a question, not even grabbing the mic because those damn conservatives have it on a pole. Ah. Afterwards, I went up to the conservatives and said, do you think maybe I can just do that interview I was talking about? Just a generic interview, you know, really basic. And they're like, sorry, Mr. Harper is meeting with senior citizens. No luck on that. And I was like, ah. But I wasn't too upset because that's what happens. There's a Latin term, I'm terrible at pronouncing things, called volunteer non-fit injuria. And that Latin term basically means if you're at a punk rock gig and you jump into the slam pit, you get... Slammed. If you're a reporter and you become a jump into a reporter pit, you get... Slammed? Slammed, yes. The minute you become part of the news, the minute you become part of the media, it's not fair. If you want it to be fair, become an accountant. That's the way it works. So for me, when I'm doing an event, if somebody goes, Nardwar, you're going to embarrass yourself, I'm like, hey, I'm already embarrassed. I'm doing what I want to do. I'm a, I'm a reporter. That's the way it is. Volunteer non-fit injuria. So with that in mind, you just have to roll with the punches. Sometimes crazy stuff does happen. I've had people smash the tape. Can you imagine that? The tape from the video camera against the wall during an interview. I've had people steal my favorite toque. That's why I wear a tartan hat. I've had people rip up my note cards. 
my glasses away. But in the instance that it's being filmed, I'm okay. So if you're doing an interview and somebody starts attacking you, as long as somebody's filming it and you're okay, you'll be okay. This little section here is called Nard Danger. And again, you're listening and watching Nard Wars Video Vault live at CITR here in the student nest. Please join CITR. You too can be a DJ. If Nard War to Human Serviette can do it, you can too. Here is Nard Danger. Hi, this is Aziz Ansari. You're watching Nardwar's Video Vault. Nardanger. Hello, sir. Yeah, what's up? Uh, would it be okay to stand over there? Come on. Come on. How stand there and ask your question. Okay. It's going to be fun. Hey, Mr. Sonic Youth. Come on. Oh, take a oh, No! Completely no, scared. No, wait, come on. I have no recollection of attacking you, sir. No, 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 we're not. Uh, no, no, we're not. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God. You idiot. You piece of shit. Okay, I'll just. Okay. We're all going to be fine. Okay. Don't worry about it, mate. Ah, okay. Okay, as long as we got that on tape, that's all that counts. <laughs> but oh, wait a sec. Okay, ah, is it uh, is it there? Oh, there it is. Okay, check check. <laughs> check check check. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing just good. Doing just good. Um, is it okay? Should we get Damon to move? Are we okay here? We're we're fine. Disarmed restraining. Well, what we're looking for here is lots of eye contact. Okay. Who are you? My name's Damon Albarn. Who are you? I am Nardward a human serviette. Damon, who do you have why, with you? Why why do you call yourself a, a human serviette? I call myself the human serviette because I help serve the youth, but I want to help serve you guys right now, Damon. And who else do you have in the group with you right here? Who is the gentleman that just took my hat? That's a nice smile. All right, Dozy Bollocks, how you doing? Good. Good to see you again. Good to see you again. Happy to be here. Are you happy to take are my you? hat? Are you happy? Are you happy? Are you happy? Well, what about your other bandmate? Do you like you taking happy? all the attention? Are you? I am very happy. I'm not you that happy until I get my hat back. You look happy. Now, Dave, you haven't talked about your other bandmate there. You're taking all the attention here. You're neglecting your other bandmate. Who's behind you right there? Damon, who's to your right? You like Dozy Bollocks? <laughs> you happy? No, I'm not. You don't look happy. I am not. I want my hat back, please. <laughs> okay, there we go. If you could please, Dave, acknowledge who's behind you right now. Well, I will do right now. Who are you? You know who I am. That Les. You're no, oh no, oh no, oh, oh yeah. no. Oh, not, oh, yeah. the, not the interview questions oh, yeah. and the hat. And the hat. I knew that was and coming. Well, like, oh. was that not kind of predictable? Hat and glasses. Hat and glasses. But excuse me. Now, I think I know why this is happening. Let's just look into the history here of Blur for Damon. Let's look into the history of Blur for a second, shall we? Okay. What the history of Blur is. Alex, where did you guys go to school? Um, where did you guys go to school? I went to uh, Stanway Comprehensive. But where did you go to school, Alex? I went to Bournemouth School. Hey, Dave, I'm wearing a t-shirt. Oh, wait a second, Dave. Dave, I'm wearing a t-shirt right now. I'm wearing a t-shirt right now. And some people are saying I'm, a, I'm wearing a blur or shite shirt. But am I wearing a blur or shite shirt, Dave, of blur? Oh, 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 oh. 
So what the hell was going on right there? I have no idea what was going on. We actually have a little thing here from David Roundtree, the guy that was Dave from the band Blur. This is a statement eight years after this event occurred. And why did Dave behave that way, the drummer from Blur? Quote, as I've written in the past, I became addicted to cocaine in the 1990s, a.k.a. cocaine is a hell of a drug. That's what he's blaming it on. And I got this apology eight years later. Why did I get this apology eight years later? Because the internet never forgets. Dave, the drummer for Blur, when he was hassling me, he probably never figured about something called YouTube, or he never figured that he would run for politics. He started to run for politics in England, and some kid put that clip on his bulletin board. So he was forced to make a statement eight years after the fact. In fact, he goes on to say that he tried to apologize to you, but I didn't accept it. I never got anything. He didn't care about me until the kid posted on the message board. So in other words, when you're doing interviews, you have to get, for eight years I held that, oh my God. And like people were blaming me for what went down when it was this Dave on drugs. So basically, what that basically means is get used to people yelling at you. Crazy stuff will happen for no apparent reason at all. But the internet is remembering what's going on. Do you remember that guy, Ross Regliati at all? He, what does he do? He snowboards and? And smokes weed! Ah! The two best combos. I did an interview with Ross Rebagliati, and at the end of the interview, he won a gold medal. I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I went doo-doo-doo-doo, and he went? I wish he said smoke weed, but he actually said doo-doo-doo-doo. Snowboard. Uh, no, doo-doo-doo-doo. Have fun. No, doo-doo-doo-doo. Fuck you. <laughs> well, that works too. Well, I, anything rhythmic will work. I guess I was looking for he went doo doo. <laughs> so uh, he did the interview. I was so stoked. And then I got a phone call from his publicist because he was promoting a snowboard CD. He was like, Nardwar, you made fun of Ross Rebegliati. He won a gold medal. He smokes dope. He coordinates CDs. You made him sing a song. I was like, what are you talking about? You made him sing a song. He didn't realize about do do loo do do and I was getting blamed for making him sing a song. In fact, the publicist phoned up the person that I was doing the interview for, the Seattle Weekly, and said, pull that article, pull that article. The guy from the Seattle Weekly said, fuck you. We're going to give Nardwar double the space and pay him extra. Ba-boom! <laughs> That's pretty interesting. So in other words, weird stuff happens. Remember, volunteer non-fit in Jiria. I have just so much to learn every time I do an interview. And events like that happen, and I learn something. Now, the minute you think you know everything is the minute that you should quit. Now, when I'm doing an interview, I'm always trying to think of information. It takes a long time. Have you guys heard of the guy called Malcolm Gladwell? Yeah. What's his big deal? Outliers. Outliers. And what does he say? Be an outlier. Be an outlier. You need 10 years or something, 10,000 hours to get good at something. I love him, 
but fuck him, because if I took his advice, would I be here today? No. I believe it's 50 years. Just uh, maybe have a job on the side and keep good and healthy, and you'll be able to make it. In other words, it takes a long time, even longer than 10 years. The first time I interviewed Courtney Love, remember, she hated my guts, and next thing you know, she sneaked me backstage for Nirvana. I interviewed Jello Biafra from the Dead Kennedys. He hated my guts in 1989, but by 2004, I was releasing records with my band The Evaporators on his record label, and he was releasing my DVD. So if somebody hates your guts, that's good. You have more time to try to win them over. Those are the best relationships. So if you meet somebody and you hate them, just go right back at them. It's so fun to get involved and do that type of thing. Now, it's also really important to understand that the internet, as I keep saying over and over again, never forgets. Who cares if there is no audience? It doesn't matter if there's any audience. The audience will find you. Oh, what do we have right here? Do you guys know what this is right here? Can you recognize that gentleman? Future, Future the, the rapper. The rapper Future. Oh, and it is a meme. But wait a second. This is an internet meme, but there's a tiny little nard head in the corner. Now, there's no credit anywhere. Oh, look, even the people that are making it put their little brand on there. What is going on right there? This shows how the internet never forgets, and this shows who cares if there's no audience. I did an interview. This is, that's my hand right there. I did an interview with Future at South by Southwest 2014, in March of 2014. Only now is this, my interview, becoming a meme, because it's Future saying, sensational, when he's talking about cheesecake. Like, I did the interview, I totally forgot about it, the world forgot about it, and now this is getting like 150 views an hour for like a super old interview because it's become the meme. In other words, it's people-powered. I put the interview out, I thought nobody will ever know, you know, if I've done the interview, that's it. It had a new life. Things are powered by the people now. It's no longer the press. It's these incredible memes, and also there's vines that are doing it. I could So I'm looking at this all over the net. They're sensational. It's future, future high, future Hendrix. I'm like, okay, I, I guess I was memed. And I looked a bit deeper, and I found out a few more things that were happening. And we have right here, what do we have here? But we have the band Migos. Uh, are you guys familiar with the rappers Migos at all? What, who's, who knows Migos? Do you know their songs? Uh, I know some of them. Like Let's Sing one of them. Versace, 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 Versace. <laughs> Almost there. Whole song. Versace, 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 Versace. Incredible. And it inspired me, actually. So when I interviewed Migos to where I'm actually wearing Versace, did I got at Bursu's Angels in Vancouver for a bit of a discount there. So I did an interview with Migos, and the interview went well. I really enjoyed it. And then what should happen? A few months later, there is a meme. When you wander away from your original squad and a new squad take you in as one of theirs. So this is like all over the internet. And I'm like, what? It doesn't say Nardwar anywhere there, but people will figure it out that it's you eventually. The internet never forgets. The audience will actually find you at Nardwar's Video Vault live. Nardwar. 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 
at a section called Nardwar versus Nardwar. So any questions so far about CITR Radio? As I mentioned, Eric right there has a big sign-up sheet. You can join CITR. You don't have to put any money down or anything, but it's amazing. If I can do it, you can too. We also have some free stuff up there. Or drop by another time through CITR. But any questions about any of these vids, about CITR, about Migos, any questions so far? Who would you want to interview if you could interview anybody? I guess I would like to take the hip flip to like Bernie Sanders and some of the American candidates, Trump, those type of people. You know, take it to the next level. I've kind of given up on Stephen Harper there. So I guess the American election, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Yes, and the, and the Kanye West is up there too. That would be pretty cool. And I guess he might be running for president, so I could kill two birds with one stone right there. Amazing. Now, this is Nardwar versus Nardwar. And I want to say we are again here at CITR Radio, and thank you, CITR, for letting me do a show every Friday, 3.30 to 5 p.m. You're welcome to drop by. I'm here this Friday, 3.30 to 5 as well. It really saved my life. CITR really did save my life. Getting involved with a club really did save my life. And how it saved my life was this. I was in the hospital in 1999 with a brain hemorrhage. And I was in pre-op for brain surgery in the hospital room. And I was like, man, this is a really nice hospital room. I was totally distracted from what was going on because CITR and other clubs too had got the word out, like the UBC, that I was in the hospital. So I was getting all these letters and I was totally unaware of what was going on. And now when I look back at it, if I had not had all that support from CITR listeners and people from UBC, it would have been pretty scary because it was like there was a lady beside me and bless her heart, but I could hear them saying, blink, can you blink your eyes? And I was like, oh, I guess that's just a tech. I didn't realize like how serious things were. As it turned out, everything turned out okay. But CITR really did save my life. So you might think, oh, I joined CITR as a club. There's not room for anything else. It will save your life. Also, there's a guy called Brian Weezer, who's one of the top internet experts, is always advising CNN and stuff. He is from CITR Radio. So even people involved in like super duper high stakes Bloomberg stuff are part of CITR and have done stuff. It's a great place as well to eat your lunch. But right here, I thought I would show you how CITR saved my life. Nardwar to Human Serviette. You're watching Nardwar's Video Vault. Hey, this is Modest Yahoo. And you're watching Nardwar's Video Vault, Olympic Edition. Nardwar. Now, how's this for an entry under the occupation part of an application form? Journalist slash punk rocker. As unlikely as it sounds, there is such a professional at work. He's based in BC, and he combines his two chosen fields to ask some very famous people some very infamous questions. He goes by the name Nardwar the Human Serviette. He's a broadcaster, punk rocker, but what he's best known for is his gonzo journalism. I was also wondering, can you cure the summertime blues? Can, can you cure stupidity, Mr. Angley? Oh, I wish you'd shut up, man. You're so, you're not funny. No, I was just wondering. God's not a strike. You did acting like you're acting. He's a local legend, basically. Someone who, uh, in North and West Vancouver is someone who's exciting uh, culturally. Everything I know or don't know, I learned from him. He has absolutely no fear. The most intrepid reporter I've ever encountered. But for a guy who was once faith healed by televangelist Ernest Angley, he's now bedridden in hospital. Last Sunday, this 31-year-old West Van resident suffered a brain hemorrhage. People have tried to put me down. They've tried to, you know, 
perhaps not acknowledge me for asking the questions to Chrétien. They tried to beat me up for asking wrong questions to heavy metal band. They've given me a brain hemorrhage, but I'm still rocking. And I'm happy to say that it's going to be a couple more weeks for recovery. Despite the seriousness of the situation, Nardwar hasn't lost his Hello? passion for his work. Hey. It's fun going to these press conferences and meeting these people. Also, like, infomercial gurus like Tom Vu or Ernest Angeli or Anthony Robbins. I, you know, the Thai bow guy is next on my list, obviously. Why do people who follow you follow you? I think perhaps that I will be the one that will be stupid enough to ask the question that nobody else would dare ask because they might fear getting beaten up, so they go get me to it. And I tell you now, after suffering this injury, I'm afraid of nothing. Oh my God, it's Nardwar. His targets are probably resting a little easier while he recovers in hospital, but this guerrilla journalist vows he will be back. His fans are looking forward to it. In less than a week, he's already received more than 200 emails urging him to get well. Oh, and what do we have right here? A photograph. People always ask me when they see interesting little tidbits, where did you find that record that you gave Questlove of the Roots? Well, I got it at Beat Street Records. Where did I find Beat Street Records? Well, Avi from Beat Street Records used to do a show at CITR Radio. It all goes back to CITR. It was that simple. People go, where did you get that little tidbit of information? All the information is right there under your nose. It's just people are too lazy to dig a bit deep. So again, we're still in the Nardwar versus Nardwar section. I found this picture right here of my mom in the 1950s in Toronto. My mom was a reporter for the Toronto Star in the 1950s. One of the few female reporters. She was a pioneer, definitely, in the 1950s. And I found this photo right here, and it's a photo from a National Film Board production. My mom also wrote for the UBC, and she also had Allen Ginsberg as a TA. I don't know if you guys are down with Allen Ginsberg, but at UBC, yes. Isn't that pretty amazing? Allen Ginsberg was the TA at UBC. Yeah, I want him as a TA, too. Have you had any cool TAs? Uh, no, I'd take, like, uh, Powell St. John, though. He'd be a good one, too. Amazing what's out there like university you, you learn so much so here's my mom I found this photo I'm like mom this is pretty cool it's like a still from a national film board movie and it, she's like yeah well they came down and filmed us one day it was like some documentary I'm like well this is really neat and she's like yeah yeah whatever like I'm gonna find that film I'm gonna find that film it wasn't that hard just went through a couple stills and I found it now to me that means a lot to my mom that means a lot to you it might mean nothing but again to the people you're interested interviewing, if you just spend a bit of extra effort to find something, it's going to be right there. That's where you find the information. It's right under your noses. People are just too lazy to look. Like they'll find a picture, they'll have their mom in it, but they won't try to find a movie. They're interviewing somebody, they find a weird photo, but they won't try to pursue that lead. Just pursue that lead. It's so simple to find this stuff. It's so simple to do it. CITR is the gateway to find that stuff. So ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you my mom in the 1950s in a movie. And again, you might not be a big deal to you, but to me, this is exciting. I like to get footage of your mom in the 50s in a movie in a courtroom documentary. She's not doing much there, but just to see a living person there is so exciting as part of Nardwar's video vault. That's the defense, Your Worship. Your Worship, I submit the boy has provided a reasonable explanation for his possession of these radios. 
His story is corroborated, too, by the evidence of Charles Gill, the owner, who tells us that a woman was with him earlier in the evening. This woman might have stolen the radios. There's no fee for the lawyer in a legal aid case, but there is satisfaction and sometimes thanks. Help means a lot to someone in trouble. And it's a tradition as old as justice itself that every man, rich or poor, shall have equal opportunity before the law. So there we have my mom in the 1950s. I found it. I'm excited. So the excitement that I have is a lot of the excitement that I think the people I'm interviewing have when they find something that's there. It's so much fun to have fun. At first, I only did interviews with punk musicians. It was only punk. And then somebody said to me, hey, there's a rapper out there called Snoop Doggy. Dog! And I was like, I can't interview him. I don't know anything. I don't know enough. I'm nervous. And remember what I said? If you don't know anything, if you're nervous, you're going to do a good job. Because I was nervous, I was thinking, oh my God, what am I going to ask him? Because I didn't know anything. I was like, what am I going to find? Some neat little tidbits. I remembered that Snoop Doggy Dog loved the 1960s comedian Red Fox. And then I remembered my friend Diane, who I met through CITR Radio, had a Red Fox doll. And just like the hip flip, no apparent reason to bring that to the Paul Martin interview, I decided to bring a Red Fox doll to my interview with Snoop Doggy Dog. And he wanted to buy buy it off me. I couldn't give it because Diane would kill me, but it started a unique relationship with Snoop Doggy Dog that continues on to this day. Rithu from the UBC, thank you for the article, asked me, what would I like to get out of this Nardwar's video vault that we're doing here at CITR? What would I like to do? Well, for me, I would love that some of you guys would join CITR. You can sign up to CITR. Some of you would get involved, whether it be news, whether it be sports, writing for Discorder magazine. That would make me so excited if you could get involved. That would be like ultimate success. Remember also, check out CITR as we turn around. Isn't this amazing? Like we have this whole area here. All is our club. So if nothing else, you could join CITR to eat your lunch. Look, look at that. And we have a sink there. Don't have to wash them, but a sink. This is incredible. You're thinking, oh yeah, sink in a radio station. Big deal. Yes. At the old CITR, do you think there was a sink there? The reason there was no sink there is the same reason that the big gulp cups that I picked up every morning late night that were warm and filled with yellow stuff weren't there. Oh, yes, people used to piss in the station. So join CITR. Don't piss here, but use the sink. It's amazing. Here, right now, is an example. If Nardward Human Serviette can become a DJ, can do interviews, you can too. And here's Snoop, doggy Dog as part of Nard's Video Vault. It's time to create you watching Nard Wars Video Vault. Woo! Motherfucker right here. Me, me and him been doing interviews for years, man. This nigga's like my Howard Cosell. I made you, Cosell. I made you, goddammit. I made you, Cosell. I made you, Cosell. First off, Craig Sager ain't got shit on this motherfucker's outfit. Look at this shit he be wearing. This motherfucker Nardwar's a cold piece. First off, who are you? I am Snoop Lion, top selector number one. Ja Rastafari. Snoop Lion, welcome to Austin, Texas, South by Southwest. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you for, you know, rolling out the carpet for me. Well, right off the bat, Snoop, I'd like to ask you, what can you tell the people about this poster right here? It is something that I've always wondered about. Did this concert actually happen, Snoop Dog? Snoop Lion? It actually happened. 
This was a concert August 24th, Miami, Florida. We got shot at this night. Yeah, this is the night when Steve came and shot it up. A nigga named Steve was outside. I need to get this up about you. you uh, that actually I was hoping that you could autograph for me, Snoop. Yeah, so you always do this shit, cuz you bring shit that I should just be taking from your ass, but I'm gonna sign it for you. Give me the pen. I have it in my bag, but actually, I did want to ask you. Did you take that Richard Bryan from me last time? Yeah. You've taken quite a few things over the years. Where does it end up? I always wonder where it ends out. Is it still at your house for me to get? No, you know what? It, it goes on my wall of fame or either I put it up somewhere. It's special. You know, the things that I take from you is prior possession. You know what I'm saying? The people I steal from, I like to put it up high in my life. The Beyonce doll. Have you seen this before? Mm-mm. Hold on. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. It's bootylicious, too. Hold on. That's a rubber ducky. Ooh, it's her whole body. Wow. Rap star boyfriend not included. <laughs> Babu. Yeah. Give me one of those. You hear me? Like you ain't getting this back. <laughs> so, wow. So we have the Snoop doll, Tupac, the Beyonce doll, but I have the ultimate gift for you right here, Snoop Doggy Dog. This is something that we both love. And it is in this towel for you, Snoop Doggy Dog. The ultimate doll. Blowfly motherfucking Clarence Reed. Nigga, you got blowfly? A blowfly bobblehead. Now you know you ain't getting this. That's for you. That's a gift for you. Because you know goddamn well this was not going back with you. <laughs> and this, Snoop, you actually did a song. Take that condom off. Is that what the song was? Heard that? Take that. How did that go? That shit was awesome. I did two songs with him. I did uh, Take That Condom Off, and the other song was You Funky Bitch You. Funky Bitch. Yeah. You Funky Bitch You. Uh. Uh. Play on it. You Funky Bitch You. That motherfucker was going crazy. <laughs> so awesome you had him on your show. You love that? I love this show with currency. Currency, yeah. Blowfly, man, I mean, you know me, Norwar. I, I love special old school cats that I grew up, you know, loving and inspired to be by and whatnot. And uh, to have him on my show is always a treat, you know what I'm saying? I go research all of the old school cats, the ones that are still alive, and I try to, you know, breathe a, a breath of fresh air into their lives because they meant a lot to me as a kid, and I just try to keep their spirit alive. What can you tell the people about the Posse Chapter 2? Have you ever seen this record at all? The Posse Chapter 2. Damn, I think I know some of these niggas. Hold on. I do know some of these niggas. This is a, a, a real West Coast album where it was Ice-T, the Feel the Fresh Crew, Arabian Prince, uh, DJ Unknown, yeah, DJ yeah, Slip, BC Powder. Oh, I know. These were niggas in the... Yeah, this was real hood shit right there. Niggas on the album with bats, huh? Look at these niggas on there with bats. Wow. Ready to fuck off, ready, ready to fuck off a nigga that make the wrong turn. Back then, if a nigga turned on our wrong street, we whoop a nigga with a bat for nothing. Just because he turned on the wrong street. If you turned your motherfucking ass on the wrong street asking for instructions, we're going to instruct your ass with this motherfucking bat, you bitch. Fuck out of here. Well, you do know that. that. I mean, that's how I used to be. I mean, and beside that, we have the L.A. Dream Team, the kings of the West Coast. Oh, yes. They're here. The Dream Team is here. Oh, yes. They're here. The Dream Team is here. I'm Rudy Pardee, and I've stole the show, and I'm... 
on your stereo. What can you tell the people about the Dream Team, Snoop? The Dream Team was probably the first real crew from Los Angeles that made hit records that was party records that represented Los Angeles and the hip talk. You know, when they was first came out with that, can you say yo baby, yo baby, yo. 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 You know, that was the talk back then. And to be able to translate that and have a, a sing-along record, you know what I'm saying? That was the shit. The Dream Team, they was in the house. Then they had the other one. Oh, Rockberry, Rockberry, Rockberry. Oh, damn. Rockberry, Rockberry, Rockberry. Oh, damn. Rockberry. Niggas used to get this freak on. I'm talking about freak up, bitch. All night to Rockberry. And you stole one of my records. I think it actually might have been the Watts Prophets record, the last interview, but I gave it to you, and you said you'd give me a shout-out on your next album. <laughs> Get used to it. I tell a whole bunch of motherfucking lies, but I'm going to give you a shout-out right now. Shout-out to my favorite partner, my favorite interviewer, Nard Warden. You can print that. Anytime I see him, it's an automatic get-down. Craig Sager ain't got shit on his outfits. I mean, this guy right here is spooned and groomed, dipped and whipped, scudded and buttered, flaked and baked. Yes, sir. Yes, you are. Well, thanks so much, Sloop. Lion, keep on rocking in the free world, and do do the loot do 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 <laughs> no, P, he for real. This is him for real. No, P, this is him for real, cuz. For real. This is Nard Ward for real. Anytime I go to Canada or any part of the world, I'm looking for him. Well, thanks much, Lady Gaga. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do the loot do. Are we doing a full out phase? And one for you. Yeah, no, this is my first time ever wearing an actual red jacket with the zippers. A fucking red jacket with the zippers. Well, thanks so much, Drake. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Uh, I would just like to, uh, I'd just like to say that it's been a legendary experience doing this with 40. Uh, we've both grown up on uh, watching you, so, man, it's, it's, it's great. And, it's, and to the city of, of Vancouver, um, what a beautiful place. Thank you for hosting us, and that's it. Well, thanks so much for the kind words, Forty and Drake. Keep on rocking in the free world, and do do the loot do. Do do. do. <laughs> oh shit! It's amazing. What a legend. <laughs> Speechless. Did you have to do that every time? <laughs> yes. Do you always do you always, you, Is it over? It's not over. All right, well. <laughs> Thank you all for coming out to Nardwar's Video Vault as part of CITR Radio's hopeful awareness of you, the listeners, to join CITR Radio. I joined CITR years ago. You too can be a DJ pretty cool. You can get involved in news, get involved in sports. Talk to Eric up there or just drop by here during the day like 11 to 5. Love to see you guys get involved. If I can do it, 
You can too. It's so much fun to be part of the student media because it just keeps going on and on and on. And once you're no longer a student like me, you can still be involved. If you have your like, brothers and sisters in high school, you can join with them. High school kids are welcome too. Any last questions at all about CITR or anything? What was it like interviewing Wesley Willis? Like, what were you thinking when that was happening? Well, Wesley Willis, an amazing artist that I was turned on by Jello Biafra. Remember I was mentioning Jello Biafra to Dead Kennedys. First time I met him, he hated my guts. But I kept on him, I kept on him. And then he would get into town and he would phone me up. He phoned me up. My mom was like, there's a Jello Biafra on the phone for you. I'm like, oh cool. And it's like, Nardwar, there's this artist I've discovered called Wesley Willis. I want you to come over to a house party that that the punk band No Means No is putting on, and I will play you the tape. It was incredible. So Jello turned me on to Wesley Willis. He came to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Wesley did. I went down, but I missed him because he arrived late at the gig. But when he did come back to town, I eventually did an interview with him. Wesley Willis is an amazing artist. He has, what are some, could you sing maybe one of his songs for the people? Just quickly, what would you say? Uh, just, just, little, just to give people a taste. It's quite like, you know, like Migos has, let's just do a comparison. What is Migos' song? Versace, 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 Got it, good. And now, what is what is Wesley Willis like? Oh, whooped Batman's ass. And what does he say? Oh, whooped Batman's ass. Same sort of thing. Like it's amazing. Basically, Migos and Wesley Willis are the same. But Wesley was an incredible artist. Rest in peace. He has passed away. But well, he was the first artist when I interviewed. Sometimes, you know, the artists do realize you're the interviewer. Well, obviously, because you have the mic. But afterwards, he was selling all his CDs. He had, like, ton of his CDRs. And I went up and I said, how much is that CD? And I bought it. And it was $20. No problem to pay for it. And afterwards, his manager said he charged me double because I was the interviewer because he thought I had a lot of money. I thought that was pretty interesting. But Wesley was just incredible, and that's the interview you can see on YouTube. So it's just amazing. And I wanted to ask the band Migos about Wesley Willis, too. I didn't, because there were so many different t connections. But yeah, thank you for singing the songs. I loved like, the Versace stuff. Um, any other questions at all about CITR, or getting involved, or Nardware's Video Vault, or my life story? You want to give a shout out to some of your favorite shows that aren't your show on CITR? Let's start with? Uh, Dunkin's Donuts. Dunkin's Donuts, very important. That is, I don't know if you guys saw right there, I had a little throw there by Tyler the Creator, the guy from the band Odd Future. I first learned indirectly about Odd Future through Dunkin's show. Remember I was saying I was listening to CITR and people were getting pepper sprayed and I only heard that on CITR. I was able to ask John Kretsch on that. Dunkin ties in Odd Future because Dunkin was playing the band Das Racist, their song Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Combination Taco Bell Pizza Hut. I'm at the Taco Bell. I'm at the Pizza Hut. I'm at the Combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Yeah, amazing. I love, so I heard that song. I was like, this is incredible. I interviewed the band Das Racist because I heard that song played by Duncan. Das Racist gave me the publicist number of Odd Future. Once I did the number with Odd Future, the interview with Odd Future, was able to do an interview with Kendrick Lamar. So it all connects up. So it all goes back to CITR. Yes, it's all ground zero. In fact, in the first time I ever heard NWA was in the CITR DJ booth and I was scared and I was actually able to interview Ice Cube about this. I said, Ice Cube, the first time I heard NWA, I was scared. And Ice Cube said, good. Ba-boom. 
any other, one last, any other questions or Reed? Reed is also amazing too, because you actually, did you go to the, the Calgary version of the Video Vault? Uh, yeah, I, I did a show on CGSW for a while, for a few years. And now I'm now I'm here going to university, not at UBC, but well, I, well, read kind of as somebody an example. I'm backing off for a second. Remember, I was saying like, what would I get? At, what I'm happy to get something. Else. My band, The Evaporators, we played a gig in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and I showed videos, and our band played. I don't know if you remember much about that gig at all, read you? No, I do. I do a lot actually. It was for Sled Island, and I think 2009 or 10. I, I think it was. I don't. I don't remember which one it was, but it was a bit a show at a theater in Calgary for that festival, and you were showing Video Vault before that. Yeah, and I was making sure it was for all ages. And I said, it was, wasn't really that full. There probably was about 20 people in the audience. And I said, everybody put up their hand who's all ages. And only one person put up their hand, Reed. And then later, I met you in Vancouver. So the one person that came to the gig and that moved to Vancouver and ended up meeting, you ended up doing, you're in a great band called The Plodes, part of CITR, Shindig, etc. So the same sort of thing for you guys attending Nars Video Vault. If this one of you guys could get involved or further get involved, it'd be great. But yes, uh, back to your question. No, no, I just saw a poster. Uh, Snoop Dogg is going to be be in Vancouver again at the end of the month. Are you planning on talking to him again? I did hear about that, and I do have a Snoop file. I always keep files on artists, and people give me stuff to give to Snoop Dogg, so I do have a few things, so I think I might actually try to pursue that. He's playing the Imperial. Isn't that incredible? The Imperial in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Well, if you want to have any other questions, you can talk to me afterwards, but thanks again for hanging out and coming to Nardwar's Video Vault. If Nardwar can do it, you can do it too. Join CITR Radio and doot-doot-a-loot-doo. on my nerves. He was running me a moke. He ridiculed me, calling me a bum. I whooped Batman's ass. 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 I whooped 